The Dominican Fathers in Nigeria have a retreat house, a, a place of prayer, and it's on an island called Topo Island, and you can only get there by boat. Now, if I was being generous in describing the, the retreat house as rustic, I would be being incredibly generous in saying that. It is uh, incredibly basic. It's a house that is built on stilts because it is near the ocean. Uh, there's no electricity, no running water. It's just rooms with uh, windows and mosquitoes, nets and beds. It's very basic indeed. So the island is also very basic and the people living there live a very simple life and it is a very poor place. But what is the beauty of it is that it is quiet, it is uh, simple, and uh, you get to see a style of life that is very primitive indeed. And, and, and the primitive part of this life is to see people fishing. Um, and every time I read this gospel, I think of a group of men of about 10 or 15 men that would fish there uh, regularly in, in a bay nearby. Because on the other side of the island, um, on the other side of the island, there is uh, the Atlantic Ocean, which is very ferocious indeed. So these men go out fishing at night time because they say the fish come in to eat and to feed at night time. And what it involves is that the two wooden canoes that they make themselves, even very primitive in itself, and a very, very heavy net that is made of rope, and is much heavier when it gets wet. So can you imagine there's one boat loaded with the net, and just imagine them uh, tying off at one end, and then they're throwing the net out as they encircle a space the size of our church, just a big, huge arc. So then there's two ends of it, and they began to pull it in, slowly and gradually, heavy weight. And then as they get near to the land, to the beach, they, they begin, the men get in the water and they push the net ahead of them. Then when they get on land, they're pulling and pulling and pulling. And this all takes probably well over an hour each time, if not more. And then they go through the net and it seems nine times out of ten they come up with nothing. But once again, they disentangle the net and start all over again. Now I can imagine um, Peter and his companions, after a night of very hard work, and, and difficult and demanding work. Um, being by the Sea of Galilee, when Jesus turns up, and he begins to preach the word of God from one of their boats, and then to invite them to go out again, and to begin fishing again after a, a, a very difficult night's work, when they were practically exhausted, would have been a very big ask indeed. But there was something about what Jesus was saying that drew them in. 
And not only did he ask them to go out, but he asked them to go out into deep water, which was probably much more dangerous than what they were used to. This gospel is full of so many rich symbolisms. It is a very beautiful gospel and has very, uh, very important messages for us in our lives. The first thing we have to remind ourselves is when Jesus walked this earth and he ministered to, to his people, he didn't seek out the centers of political power. He didn't seek out the centers of religious power. He stayed with the most vulnerable people at that time. And he spent practically 99% of his time ministering to those who were most vulnerable, the last, the least, and the lowly. And that is a, that is a very important message um, that for us to remember, that the God that we worship is a God who loves to be with people who are in need of his care. And, and those people have a priority in his life and in God's life. So that's a beautiful message from this gospel. Another very important message, um, and one that we fail to, to comprehend sometimes, especially if we were in difficulty, is that by inviting his disciples to follow him, two aspects to it, God has chosen to reveal himself to the world through other people. So God is never going to razzle Dallas, dazzle us with flashes of lightning, with the multiplication of loaves straight in front of us, with seas dividing that we can walk safely through. We have to be very realistic. And, and listen to what this, this gospel message is saying, that God chooses to reveal himself to the world through other people. That is how God has decided to be present in the world. And what a beautiful thing that is. I constantly say to people who are going through difficult times, when you are going through a difficult time, pay attention to the people around you who are encouraging and supportive and kind and forgiving in your life. Because that is how God is revealing himself to you at that time. It could be something very simple or it could be something that is very profound. But this is a beautiful message from the gospel that we have today, that God chooses and has chosen to reveal himself to the world through other people. And it happens most effectively when we do it as a community of faith. It can be effective individually, but it is much more effective when we do it as a community of faith. And that is why it's not just Peter that he calls, but it is companions who join with him as well. By God inviting Peter to go out into the deep water. He is inviting him to go out to a place where not only Peter would be uncomfortable, but all people would have been uncomfortable. Because the folklore or the belief at that time 
was that sea was the dwelling place of evil, of monsters, of the evil one, of all bad things. So when the disciples were in the storm at sea, they were terrified because they thought they were going to end up in a place of evil. So by venturing out into deep water, Jesus was leading them out into a place of fear. But it is also a very important message that there is no situation and no condition in which God's love and forgiveness are not present. And that is what Jesus was trying to, to teach them, that God's love and God's presence and God's forgiveness is always there and is always present, even in times when you might feel that there is an absence. This is always present. And that is why in one of the miracles, Jesus walked on water, showing that his God's love and God's forgiveness is, is conquers everything that is evil in the world. And we see it most beautifully in the life of Jesus himself. When he ventured into deep water and he died on the cross, by touching death itself, the place of greatest fear, to reveal that his life and his love are stronger than sickness and of death. So these, all these beautiful images are ones that can come from the gospel that we have today. But there is another aspect of this that we have to remember as well. And this seeing of God acting twice. In the Old Testament, when God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, <clears throat> he came down from the mountain and saw the people acting in a terrible way and he smashed the Ten Commandments. He went back up and God wrote them a second time. We see in the life of Jesus, God acts twice. With Mary Magdalene in the Garden of Gethsemane, he gave the gift of peace twice. When the woman was condemned uh, in adultery, he wrote on the ground twice. In John's Gospel, in chapter 21 of John's Gospel, Jesus repeats this invitation to Peter after Jesus' death and resurrection. When, they have, when Jesus has been abandoned and rejected by those who were close to him, he invites them then, after his resurrection, to cast out the nets once again. And once again, they brought in a catch of deep of fish. That beautiful symbolism of bringing what is in darkness into light. Because Jesus showed once again the beauty of God's love, which is a beauty of unconditional forgiveness and a message of constant invitation to do not be afraid, but to come and follow me.